Cootsies. Your name is pronounced Augie, right? Yeah, Augie. I was, I was like, I don't know how else it would be pronounced. Augie. Yeah, some Augie. people call me like, yeah, Augie. 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 Augie Bello. Augie Ow. Bello. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Ow. Augie, He's a Augie G. Bello. <laughs> That's an awesome name, dude. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I, I basically, my first name and last name, I, cu- I cut them both off. What do you mean? Uh, so my full name is Agostino Bellocco. Oh my God, really? <laughs> Super Italian. That's fucking um, awesome, dude. Yeah, so I just August, figured... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Augustino Bellocino? <laughs> <laughs> Augustino Bellocino. That's, that's what I should have gone by. <laughs> that's awesome. Isn't that not what it is? It's Augustino Bellocco. Dude, that is fucking <laughs> rad. Oh my God. It's super Italian for sure. But uh, I was like, you know what? Let me make something that's a little bit easier. You know, something that the kids, the kids can remember or hold up, I hold guess, up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. So you just needed like a state. You were like, all right, I know I'm going to be a rock star. So I need to like, <laughs> I need to uh, minimize my name so that the kids can scream it from the crowds when I'm out there slaying <laughs> my sexy. I, I would say my goal was uh, for people not to like, for me to have my own Facebook you know, which is <laughs> sure. separate from my, my <laughs> yeah. like artist stuff. And then my, and then also, uh, something that I thought sounded cool. So like my sophomore year of college, I was like, what if I just chop off this and chop off that and call it a day? <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. It's, yeah. cool that you could, it's cool that you could do that. Like, were you already being called Augie from like early on then? And like, you knew that was that like, kind yeah, of like already? Yeah. A lot of my friends had called me Augie. So I was like, you know what, let's just cut off the last name and roll with it <laughs> yeah wow man that's awesome my, my name is julian gavilanis and you can't do shit with that man yeah you but gavilanis like, that sounds like some like type of greek god yeah it does but it's ecuadorian <laughs> and because of the way i look people always are just like oh that's greek right and i'm like no it's ecuadorian and then people just laugh at me because i look like such a all-american fucking douchebag <laughs> especially when i used to have my frosted tips people were like dude oh yeah man i saw about i yeah. saw you with your frosted tips on that special oh, man oh yeah dude rocking those frosted I, tips man hey, i man, was, I was big, models baby I, yeah that's right that's right that's right <laughs> you got to see it oh yeah of course that's awesome man incredible that's awesome i watched all yeah, man really did you yeah yeah i wow, watched the dude. um valentine's day one and then the uh the christmas one the Christmas one, yep. That's cool, man. Yep. Dude, that's so cool. Honestly, because like as I, I, I think we've, I think we've kind of already introduced you with with talking about your name, but uh, yeah. I think I want to let all the listeners know who, who probably know you on this podcast more than they know me. No. Um, <laughs> this is Augie Bello, and I became, I became kind of privy to you, well before like Teddy swims tried to connect us recently um i had just been like somebody sent me like an instagram video of you like (laughs) playing sax to like dmx or something like that oh yeah yeah. oh my god dude this is like this is so funky and so cool and like i don't typically just like get things from people like i don't you know when people just like share a video with you and your dms and you're just like cool man like thanks i guess yeah you like like, like it their, yeah, i don't like go, yeah you like it and you're like Fucking yeah great man i appreciate yeah, I it want to see that but whatever but i like went into your page and was just like oh my god man i'm so i was i like 
I like scrolled and like oh, went through you, and I watched all this stuff and I was like, who the fuck is this kid, man? Oh, thank you so much. And, uh, the world. It, it's, it's just so, it's so, well, it means the world to hear you saying that you like watch our stuff. And yeah, it's just like, dude. we didn't realize that like, that, that, that our worlds would collide this way, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I remember just hearing about the podcast first and then like, like following on Instagram and, you know, listen to a bunch of clips. I listened to the episode with Teddy and I was like, you know, these guys just, I mean, you know, it's, there's so many things that are just destined to happen. And it's funny how many, like how many ways that things connect, like someone sent you a video of me and I had already been seeing, you know, videos of the podcast and I know I met, I met Teddy and then you guys all hung. It's like, there's so many ways that this would have happened <laughs> which is crazy well totally man and it makes a lot more sense for people who are actually like in the music space but for me you know it's been such a privilege for me to be best friends with alan because i i get this like this like front row seat to all of this cool shit that i wouldn't be a part of otherwise because like i'm not a musician you know like yeah, yeah i like to not- i like to <laughs> sing and dance and act like an idiot but like by Mm -hmm. no means am i like a professional musician and i've just felt so spoiled by my relationship to alan because i've gotten to meet all these cool uh musicians and Uh and artists along the way uh and i get connected to them and then you know through doing this podcast and through making these movies with him and stuff people are like oh man like i really love what you guys are doing and i'm like it, it almost doesn't translate in my brain yeah. yet to be like, you can't like what I do. Cause I, I don't do anything. Like I like what you do. <laughs> so it's I been know. like this adjustment, you know? Um, of course, of but, course, but it's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, that's it, the coolest thing is like connecting with people with different skills than you and just like being able to experience their world through them and them being able to experience your type of your talents, your gifts. And then, you know, the, the greatest thing is building a team of people who, have all these gifts and pushing it all towards forward towards something, which is, you know, I feel like what you and Alan are, are doing, which is awesome. Totally, man. I mean, we're just, we don't know what we're doing, you know, we're just, <laughs> we're just trying to like talk with each other, of course, <laughs> you know, have like conversations and then, and then connect with, with new people. And recently, and we'll, we'll, we'll backtrack, but uh, yeah, Teddy swims, who was obviously a part of our Valentine's day special, obviously like a, becoming a worldwide phenomenon as we speak um yeah. uh you've been on the road with him uh-huh. and he was like oh yeah my he was he was you guys were in new york or you live in new york yeah I live and in so new york. he was like yeah my uh, my saxophonist plays or or lives in new york and i was just like oh sweet he's like i want to i want to link you guys up uh-huh. and i didn't know it was you because i had been i had been like following you and, and and knew who you were already yeah yeah um so when he so when he hit me and he was like, Hey man, like, uh, you know, I, I'm, things are crazy out here. I'm not going to be able to hang like whatever. Um, I'd love to still like link you with my friend. I was just like, Oh shit, dude, this is your friend. Augie is your friend, man. I fucking <laughs> love this kid. This oh, is amazing. Thank you, thank you uh, so much. So, so yeah, dude, like the worlds do collide and it's, and it's so cool to be a part of all of this stuff and to be like really just seeing, I don't know, like as an, I think for me, like as an actor, because yeah. I, I spend so much time around people who are, who are acting and, and doing like that craft and trying to build that world for them. 
uh, it's kind of refreshing to be to get to be around so many musicians because I yeah. know it's not something that I'm going to like excel in. So I don't feel like that. Oh my God. I'm, I feel like I'm, I should be like comparing myself or if no, I'm worried about something. So I can just really appreciate what you guys do and not feel bad. Yeah. That's the greatest thing is like meeting people with like, like, so I went to the new school for jazz, um, for college. Cool. And the cool thing about the new school was there the new school itself was comprised of like five different schools, so to speak. There's mm-hmm. like the school of design, the school of architecture, the school of, um, the, there's a classical music school. There's a, there's a, um, graphic design, photography, video. So like you could make so many friends in different spheres. Um, so like I made a friend, uh, his name is Zamir Zarouk and he is an incredible photographer and videographer. And it's like, He'll say something to me like, like, I don't understand how you do that. And like, like, how do you play like that or perform like that? And I'm saying the same thing to him. Like, he'll, he'll show me a video that he took. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. And like, to be able to link up with people who can share their gifts to create like right. a great, one great, you know, thing is, is just a gift to be able to do that. So, right. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really incredible, man. I, again, like I, there's no other word for it other than privileged for me, man. I just feel yeah. like I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to like share my space with like to be able to be on a podcast right now with you. Like I, I, and like, I, you know, I, I got to get your number and text you and you were like, yeah, of course. And I was like, like, this is cool, man. Like I now like there, how do, how am I able to, how am I able to do this now? You know? And I think a lot of it I've had to kind of like uh, get away from this idea that like, Oh, I'm like an Alan Stone conduit. Um, yeah. Just kind of be like, well, fuck that. Alan's not here. Like, I'm your friend. We're friends yeah, now. Dude. We're gonna hang out. I'm of gonna course. come listen to you to, to you play, and and uh, and we're just gonna chill, man, and be buds. And like, that's hundred percent. Yeah, that's really what it is, you know. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm interested, man. Like you said, you went to the new school, and I, I kind of want to like go back because you have such. Like I don't know much about sax and yeah, or like yeah. the br- the brass world at all, but like it seems like one of those instruments that people get into when they're in like middle school band and they're just like yeah, yeah. I guess I'll like do this and uh-huh. you know like this seems fine yeah because like somebody else is already playing guitar and like you know somebody else is already playing drums so yep fuck it you know I'll do this uh, uh-huh. but you you have like. I don't know. I, I, I sometimes I'll like throw on some Kenny G and I have my own Kenny G story <laughs> of meeting that guy. And yeah, I like, it's like, it's so unbelievable. It's so silky. It's so smooth. And I always was like, God damn it, dude. If I like, if I had a band, I would yeah. really look for two, two people. One would be a, like a sick violinist to just come yeah. and like, enhance the sound and the second would be a saxophone player exactly like you so i feel like <laughs> you're you. such like you don't think about it when you're younger like learning how to play yeah but when but when you are now where you're at like you have obviously become such a huge asset to somebody like teddy uh who you're now playing with like where how do you where where did you go how did like you how did you come up with the idea to like really get good at sax and, and do that yeah so um from a young age so at at age like when i was like around three or four my my sister started to take piano lessons and um i like loved seeing the fact that she would you know sit at a piano you know at the time play something that was very basic and i mean you know not very hard to do um and the whole family would gather around and like 
they'd come together and be like excited about, oh, wow, that was great, great job and this and that. And I just saw like the power of being able to, you know, change people's day, you know, with music and give mm-hmm. people like a positive outlook on whatever's going on. It takes them away from that moment. So, you know, if you've got a bunch of stuff going on in your life that you're not happy about, you start listening to some music or you're, you know, it just pulls you right from that. So I, I remember seeing my sister started to take piano lessons when I was around three. So at around like four or five, I was like to my mom, I was like, I really want to, you know, take piano lessons. I really want to learn how to play. Um, so I started taking piano lessons when I was five. Um, when I was seven, I really wanted to play the saxophone because my grandpa um, was a saxophone player. Um, oh, and cool. he, um, he never pursued it professionally. He, he probably could have, but um, he, had his own wedding band and he put himself through college, um, with his wedding band, um, money. So, um, what does that mean? so like he, Oh, his wedding, his wedding, I thought you meant like his like wedding ring band. Oh, like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like he like sold it to a bar. He shop? sold like, it. <laughs> he's like, Hey, this wedding band, uh, yeah, <laughs> <actual> <laughs> wedding band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he, um, he, yeah. So he performed like for a bunch of weddings and, and, and basically that, money put him through college and my grandpa has always been someone uh that i have aspired to be like um because he is the type of guy who like he comes in a room and everyone loves him he knows how to make people feel great um he could play the music at at one point he he stopped playing um um for a little bit but he uh he's always been someone that i've looked up to a bunch so i really wanted to learn the saxophone at age seven. And he was like, no, don't learn the saxophone. Learn the clarinet first because let's say you play on Broadway or something, they're going to want you to play the saxophone on the clarinet. Smart. Yeah, so I started taking clarinet lessons when I was seven. And then at age 11, I started taking alto sax lessons. Basically at the age of 13 to like 17, I was taking piano lessons, clarinet lessons, alto sax lessons, and tenor sax lessons. Jeez, at is the that same because time you were is that because you were just like really loving it and like seeing progress and like actually like kind of like had like an inherent ability to do it i mean i played baseball at one time but there was nothing that i felt that i was like more meant to do um than yeah. music and like for me like my biggest motivations have been obviously people i look up to and who inspire me um but also has been like someone telling me i can't do something so like there were some lessons where I would come in for a lesson for piano or saxophone or whatever. And I know I didn't work. I didn't practice on something. And, you know, I, I and I'm really happy. I had teachers like this who were just brutally honest with me. They'd be like, you know yeah. what? Like you didn't work on this. Maybe we should try something else. Like, cause you yeah, can't you're cut out. You're not cut out. And man, for me, like those people pushed me to be way better than I would have been because I knew that as soon as I heard that the next week, I was like going to shove it up their ass and be like, yeah, well, you thought I couldn't do that. Yeah, I could do all of, I could do everything that you told me I couldn't do. But I I think for music, for me, the reason um, that I've always gravitated towards it and like worked on it and it's just because I've, you know, there's, there's times where maybe I'm, you know, not the happiest person or, but I know if I force myself to like in New York city, I can go out and street perform. If I force myself, like if I see that something I'm doing is like lifting others up, then that automatically will lift me up too so it's just like a positive it's always been something uh that has that i've seen lift people up and lift myself up so yeah um, did you did you uh 
have the wherewithal to kind of push forth from those uh, notes of your instructors pretty early on? Were you like seven years old being like, oh, you know what? Fuck you. Like you said, I can't. I'm going to. Like, did you? Yeah, I, I, that was from a young age. It's just like, yeah. I guess, like Italian thick headed guy over here. Mm, <laughs> like, totally. like someone says, like, not not like an, an like not in a negative way like oh you you're not allowed to do this it's in a well there's a bunch of that too where where I'd be like oh yeah well watch this <laughs> I'm Augustino Bellicino, motherfucker I can do whatever I want to do baby watch me I'll show you watch that <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow man that's that's crazy and so when did you start like I feel like like talking to you I feel like you you could have like gotten into Juilliard or something with your abilities. Like, did, <laughs> well, like when did you know that you were like, okay, like this is, this is sticking. I'm, I'm doing this. Like at age, at age, if you look in my elementary school yearbook, it says, you know, future profession. It says uh, like musician or like in your elementary school yearbook. Yeah. So it was wow. basically like, I've always enjoyed even, even beyond music. I've always enjoyed like entertaining people. So like if I'm at a party or from, I'm like out with friends or even when I'm making content, like there's some stuff where it's literally like, I'm just trying to make you laugh. I'm trying to make you smile. And like basically my goal every day, excuse me, (laughs) my goal every day is to uh, make someone smile. So like whether I do that with music or I make someone laugh or like I bring someone up from like them going through a rough time, I, I, I feel better about that day. So for me, music has been one of the biggest parts of that and me combining my personality with the music has also like helped me you know it, it's it's kind of like a it's it's something that's you know great i guess for others because it's lifting them up but like it's actively making me feel better about things and be able yeah. to work on things and take me out of you know if, if i'm having a rough time with anything i can pull away from it just you know totally with, that's a great that. balance to have man i think when you and I don't speak from my own experience, but yeah. I can imagine that when you when you get really good at something, like notably good, remarkably, uh, a big ego can be attached to that. And I yeah. think your interest in trying to do it for the purpose of making people smile, making people laugh, bringing people yeah. joy, kind of just like allowing through your medium of making music or dancing or singing or playing like out on the street, whatever you're doing, uh, you're giving people permission to kind of like take themselves out of their own bullshit and and kind of like remember that, Oh shit, life is cool. And I think that lends itself really well to you not having to become an asshole, (laughs) you know, being like I'm really good and fuck you guys because I'm really good. Yeah. I've always hated like people like that. It's like, if, if you're really good and the music is good, like let it, speak for itself. Don't, don't be this guy who's like unapproachable and like, you know what I did, man? Like I, I've, you know, this sounds a little rude, but like someone who's a little less talented and is like a great person, I would yeah, much rather work totally. with them than work with the guy who's like, you know, I'm the best. And you know, you have to that's understand what, that. That's what I'm banking on, man. I'm not banking on my talent at all, dude. I'm just trying to be cool <laughs> in the world to get myself, man. move myself up the ladder, dude. <laughs> but you know, if, if you surround, if you are cool and you surround yourself with cool people, then that's, yeah. you know, you're on the right trajectory. trajectory. Yeah, I, I agree, <laughs> man. I agree. I, I, I feel like you were like kind of almost a prodigy. Is that true? Or is that uh, out of, out of turn? I mean, I, I will say I, I wouldn't consider myself a prodigy just because now with the internet, like you see these, there's a kid, uh, Justin Lee Schultz. There's this other kid, um, uh, Raghav, who is a drummer. There's, there's a, a list that is the, 
absolutely these, insane. These young these, ass kids that are just these. Oh my god! There, there's yeah. There's these like like you know like fourteen year olds and thirteen year olds that like are way beyond what I feel like I will ever be at <laughs> musically. Um, what I will say about myself though is I it was there's some there was something within me when I was born. I would say like I I um, definitely worked and continue to work really hard to be where I am, but there's a technical ability, which is one part of it. And then there's the, there's, I think that there's pieces that can't be taught. So it's like, maybe you have worked on a thousand different lines and you know how to play a thousand things. And, but when do you put that, when do you play that part? Do you play it four times? Is the audience reacting to it? Do you do this? Like there's, there's some people who I feel like will work forever on like, and, and technically can like, do so much but don't know when to use that knowledge um and apply it in a way that comes across coherent and i feel like i'm lucky in that maybe i have a limited bag of tricks but i I feel like i can convey something well and that's not something there is parts of that that can be taught of course like like you know you tell someone hey you know if you played something cool play it again you know sit on it for a while but but people's defaults like my personality is I, when I come to a room or I come into a party or something like I'm able to like read the room pretty quickly and like find out, you know, where's the line of like jokes, where's who's this, who's that. And I think I apply that to my music too, of like what's worked in the past. What are people liking? What's not working? Um, Alan and I talk about that a lot, man. There's like a social awareness to being, especially like in, in, in being a creative or an artist, like, yeah you know, you see so many people that are so uh, consumed by their art that they become uh, like very introverted or hermit-like and and yeah. kind of just like closed off to the world because they're so engaged in what they're doing and they're brilliant at, at, at their thing, but yeah. they're, they're completely incapable of, of recognizing social cues, knowing when to like, you know, read a room, yeah. being a good judge of character. And it's hard because it's just like, oh man, you know, those are like savants and stuff like that. But still, there are so many people in the yeah. world that are just like, they just don't get it. They're not connecting. They're not yeah. in. And I, and I have other friends who have like a different mindset on things. Like, like I know a bunch of people from my school that like literally have told me about, you know, oh, I was doing this, I was doing this gig at a bar and like, it was awful. Like people were talking and like, and for me, I'm like, okay, if I'm doing a gig at a bar, right? First of all, it's a bar. It is a place for social gatherings where people right. go to meet up and have fun. Second of all is their, so their mindset is, hey, you should be respectful of the music and you should listen to me. My mindset is I have to command the attention. If you're in a loaded bar with tons of people and you can get them all to shut up and listen to you, you're doing something right. Yeah. But other people's mindset is, Hey man, like respect my music and my art, and this is what it is. Um, but I've never had that mindset. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it for the people. And lucky for me, like a lot of the music I love and stuff lends itself to that. So I will say I'm lucky in, in that regard. Like I know a bunch of people who are obsessed with jazz and like, and like the old school stuff, which there's maybe a little bit less of a market for. But for me, like I love pop music. I love R and B. I love hip hop. Um, yeah, man. So I, I try to bring in how would a saxophone work within this and try to show people like, oh, it can actually work if 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 you wanted to put it in there, it could work. <laughs> yeah, man. I love I love what you're talking about in regards to being in like a bar and and you know, feeling that that element of of 
crowd noise and people talking amongst themselves and yeah. and recognizing that it is the job of of you specifically <clears throat> to silence them by letting your music speak for itself if that's what happens but yeah. otherwise it it just is what it is that's just part of the thing <laughs> so like but i think through your approach to being so eclectic in your uh in in your desire to kind of like play different styles of music like I, like again that first time i went through your instagram i was like oh my god like i saw i think i saw like some hip hop track that you were playing sax to it was like songs that sax shouldn't go over or something like yeah. that you were like making kind of like a series or something about that yeah. i was like oh my god dude this is so cool in and in fact sax should go over these songs now that you have done this cuz it's like <laughs> you're completely recreating these songs and um it was it was so great man and I, and i think that like i don't know it's it's just really it's really refreshing to hear because you're you're relatively young right you like graduated from college just a little while ago right yeah i graduated 2020 so right during the pandemic so i'm 22 <sighs> now um, 22 yeah oh my god dude like <laughs> it i'm that's so it's just it, again man like it's very refreshing to hear you talk about these things and have the attitude that you have um, at you. the age you're at i i, I really just you know, applaud you for, for thinking, being so forward thinking in, in the way that you approach your music and don't fuck that shit up, man, by getting too big. I think. No, uh, no, no, no. I, I, I never, ever, I always like, I don't know. I feel like there's so many people who are like in my head, like so much bigger than me that have helped me and like have taken me under the wing and have been a huge part of my journey that like I've, I'd never want to be the guy who's like like too big for anybody like that's that I, I I've, I've never liked that attitude yeah. at all yeah. It's terrible. yeah I don't think anybody likes that attitude man no. I just think it kind of like you just adopt it over time man like you know you I meet guess. you meet people who have just been doing things for you know decades upon decades and it's just like it just doesn't have the same uh it doesn't bring them the same joy anymore. It doesn't seem as fresh to them anymore. And it's just, a, yeah. it's just a job. And and I'm not saying that as like a, this is like, Hey, prepare for like, you know, your 40 year anniversary to just be miserable <laughs> at all. Yeah, exactly. um, you know, but I think, I think it's definitely something to keep in mind as an artist to be like, okay, how do I, and I think you're doing an incredible job at it mm -hmm. in, in keeping you. things fresh and uh, you know, trying to like, uh, reinvent your own sound and what you're capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and to never feel like you are there, you know, I, yeah. I imagine, you know, you've been on tour with Teddy swims for the last, how long? A couple it's months. It's been a month. Yeah. It's been a month. And I, yeah. and I bet that I've been seeing some videos of you guys, man, and you guys are playing the tens of thousands <laughs> of people, right? Yeah. Like arenas. Yeah, so our we our biggest crowd was Fenway Park, which was thirty eight thousand people. Oh my um, God, dude! Yeah, it was it was. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, have you played? You, have, little... you, you I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but you haven't played in front of that many people before, have you? No, never. I mean, I, I think like the biggest thing I did before them was like a like color festival, which was probably around like like ten thousand people. I mean, that's still pretty big, man. Yeah, but but this was like. Um, and it's funny, like, um, 
that show was just everything that could have possibly went wrong just went wrong on that show. Mm. <laughs> really? But, yeah, we like like we all got off stage and we're like, ah, oh, damn, like like we just like embarrassed ourselves in front of like so many people. Which which like no. looking back on videos, we're like, it, it, it literally went really well. Like for us, like we had some issues. So like basically, the show started and like the drummers in your monitors weren't working. So like the show usually starts with like this huge like drum hits, right? And yeah. he's just sitting there like, like I can't hear anything. So he's not playing, and it's just guitar. Um, but he was smart, you know, he made it work. I know. Yeah. So he, he like came in like at a good time, but like that first happened and then it was, um, like a roll of gaff tape fell off a, uh, one of the boards and hit the power supply to the wireless mics. (laughs) So, so Teddy's up there. He's like, and all all the audience is hearing is like, is he singing? What's going on there? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jeez, it dude. looks like he's screaming, but I don't hear anything. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. So, so my mic cut off, his mic cut off. It was only like five seconds, and like we bounced back from it. But like it was just – also because you're in Boston, um, the radio frequencies would like cut out. Your in-ear monitors would be like – would disappear for like a second. And like if you pop out your in-ear monitor at Fenway Park, all you are hearing is the slap back from the – back of the arena so let's say you're singing Da-da. you would instead you would see this Da-da. yeah <laughs> so like delay yeah you'd be like two seconds behind oh. so so we're just like we chugged along it, it it came across well which is which is the most important like we had a really fun night after but like yeah this you stressed the fuck out <laughs> oh my gosh we were on stage and i just saw like all of us like i'm looking at teddy and i'm like like i remember at one point of the show like because he like Teddy is like the guy who you've never heard. Like I've never heard Teddy like out of tune. I've never heard like, and, and like I'm watching him and he's in tune. He's killing it. But like, he's nervous that he's not right. So like, I remember during the show, just like grabbing his shoulder and be like, dude, you're killing it. Like, come on, let's keep going. And like, like our um, in-ear monitor mix guy, like his name's Doran. He's awesome. Uh, A super great guy, super great at what he does. And I just remember him like being in our, in our ears, like, on his mic, just telling us like, oh, "Hey guys, cool. y'all, you're, you're killing it. You're killing it. Like, keep it going. <laughs> just That's like awesome, pepping man. us up." He can, yeah, he, he can talk to you guys through those in ear monitors too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so cool. he can talk to us. So like, like basically in our ears, we have like, like stuff that just doesn't come out to the audience. So like, it's like him. We have like a click track. We have a guide track. So it'll be like chorus two, three, four, and so it's it's pretty like straightforward performance wise. Like you know where each section is, but like. When <laughs> when you expect yeah. it, and then it's like cutting out and fly oh like we were. God, dude. That's terrifying. Uh, I, I, oh, yeah. I did a I I did um uh, or I didn't do anything. I went with Alan one time to sing to watch him sing the national anthem for like a Seahawks playoff game, and oh, it was that yeah. same delay. And not only was it a delay, but him and I had like a fucking bender the night before, like a few <laughs> nights before. Yep. And like we had been like smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey and just yep. going after it. And uh-huh. I I picked him up to go and like sing this thing and yep. I was like, Well how are you gonna do anything today? And he's just like, I don't know man, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do it. Went up on stage and we like did a rehearsal and it did that delay thing and I was like Oh my dude, how are you gonna do that? And sh- he did it during the the, the well, seventy thousand people were in there. I was like, 
I mean, obviously, you know, you just Insane. you just tune out and sing the national anthem, but like easier it's said hard. than done, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I was having like secondhand panic attack, man. It was oh it was yeah, real crazy. It, it, it's funny, like all the shows after that, I feel like we were really comfortable, really locked in. Um, and watching videos back of that show, it's just like when not everything is how you expect it to be. Like we thought, oh, this is coming across awful because we can't hear certain things. And but like what what was going out to the audience was basically perfect, other than like the five seconds of like you know uh, no vocals, which right. Teddy is like Teddy is like true truly like one of the best performers I've ever seen in terms of like everything like. The, the guy does a split like he hops the, yeah. uh, the, does he do the splits is he every like actually like night. ripping the splits out Holy he is stri- like like legs are totally wow dude wow that is, he hits that's <laughs> that diamond dallas page workout program that's <laughs> right man that yoga really has loosened him up damn dude yep. that's uh, but, wild yeah but teddy uh, teddy like puts on like this show. incredible show and it's like um for for me, it's such like an honor to be a part of that, and like, oh, cool, man. you know, that's so great. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've I've only seen him, you know, playing in like the the little lodge space, which is of honestly, course. you know, so so great because it's Insane. just like so intimate and, and awesome. Yeah. But I've I've yet to go see him uh, live, and I mean, oh, you man. guys are oh, you guys are opening for the Zach Brown band, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we actually just did the first month of the tour. Um, and he has yeah. different openers for the rest. Um, cause we couldn't do the rest of the tour cause we're doing two festivals in September. Okay. Which ones we're doing life is beautiful festival in Sweet. Vegas on the 17th. And then we are doing music midtown Atlanta on the 18th. Oh, and that'll be huge. Cause that's hometown. It's hometown. Teddy, so. Teddy swims hometown hero at ATL. Uh huh. Uh, that's gonna be cool, man. Yeah. yeah it's, okay. Well, it's interesting because it seems like from the videos that I'm watching of you guys is that, you know, being an opener sometimes it's just like cool, like you know we're not even gonna show up till the real band gets there, and you know we're not gonna get into it. Uh-huh. You know, it's whatever. Like it's just opening music. Uh huh. But it seems like you guys are like really captivating this audience, and people are like coming out and like really supporting you guys. It's, it's just like, damn, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's been incredible. The 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 first show, I would say that was kind of the vibe. Like because these arenas and like amphitheaters and whatever are so huge, a lot of the main tickets are lawn tickets. So like sometimes the front seats won't fully pack in before you start. But like technically there's a ton of people in the lawn, but it's weird because you feel like you're like mainly for our first show. It felt like we weren't really performing for, for too many people, but yeah. um, there were a lot of a lot of people in the there's lawn. There's still like 20,000 people there. So. Yeah. Yeah. So so but like it seems like as we've gone along even after our first two concerts, like the crowds have really been there. So like Fenway park is nice because there's nowhere to tailgate. Like you're in the middle of a city. Um, Zach Brown band. I think like a lot of their fans like to like hang out in the parking lot, drink a bit. Like they have their yeah. barbecues. They're like, they're, but they're, Budweiser, like, they're Budweiser and hot dog drinking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they're there. A lot of them like, like to tailgate and wait until Zach Brown comes on. But places like Fenway park, there's literally you, or in the middle of a city, there's yeah. there's the park. So like that was packed, and from there on out, it was pretty packed. And like the, the shows, it's 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 also like, you know, Teddy's performed with Zach Brown like each night. Um, and Does I he just like bring him up? Like when yeah, he's playing? yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, Zach Brown will pull him up. He did like Tennessee whiskey the first night um, wow. with Zach Brown, and then uh, awesome. yeah, so that's so cool, man. It seems like yeah. you guys are having such a blast and just really like you know staying present with the with the given moments that you're that you're being blessed with, man. And it's it's so gratifying just to see you guys and to like yeah. watch you guys be doing it, man. And I don't know Teddy all that well, you know. I met yeah. him during that Valentine special. I mean, he met. Alan and I together like 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, I, I heard he in, the, just, in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he was just drunk. He was just like, yeah. was like, bro, his friend was like, bro, can, can, he, can this guy sing for you? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> and he starts singing and it's just like, whoa, dude, whoa. what the fuck? Um, and then we went out and proceeded to get absolutely shit trash drunk and act like idiots. But um, yep. God, man, it's like one of those, he's one of those types of guys and I'm sure and I have a feeling you're the same type of guy just from getting to chat with you for a little while and knowing that you're a part of his camp uh, in that like he's he's one of those people that you can connect with immediately and just feel like home with. Um, yeah. Teddy and it's, it's, it's so it's so he's just he's like, I don't know, man, there's something about him like and it's the, the, like this the it factor thing is is kind of obvious, but it's it transcends even that. In that, like his his like spirit is so good, and and he's so kind and generous to be around. Like even the way yeah. he like even the way he like uh, you know shouts out all of his people and is constantly like reposting people and saying things about this and that. It's just yeah. like God damn, dude, you're really like doing this the right way. I think I don't know yeah. what that is, but it seems like you're doing that, man. Well, yeah, I mean, from the moment so from the moment I met Teddy, it was like we were friends forever. It was like yeah. he is the type of guy who wants to give everyone the world. So, like one good story, fault. yeah, almost almost to a fault. But from what I've seen, that's what he needs to like. That's yeah. his. He his needs purpose. to do that. That's like his purpose, and like yeah. that's always been his purpose. There's the story of how like he basically told all his friends like he was going to put them on salary in six months, right? And yeah. then like a day before six months, he got signed and was able to put all of his friends on salary. Yeah. Like he's when, when, when an artist gets signed, like, is their first thought, you know, all right, let me put all this money towards my friends and growing it. Like, that was him. Like, let me get all my, my friends are so talented that I want them all to be fully working on this music thing, you know, and that's who he is. It's like, this isn't my money. This is our money. And this is our journey. Like, I, I've said to Teddy a thousand times, like, dude, like, this is just the start for you. And like, this is incredible that, you know, Zach Brown's singing with you and, He's like, no, this is the start for us. We are, you know, everything that he does is like building like almost a culture and a, and a family that, you know, all comes up with him. So yeah. um, I, I don't think that there's a lot of people like that. And that's really what makes him special is just that he is that guy who wants he wants to get to know everybody. He wants to, you know. And that's what's so interesting, man. And like, you know, interesting about you as well, because like I put you in that same category, man. Like you're, 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 you're ascending alongside of him. And it's interesting because I think the, the farther you get, the more unreachable or unattainable you seem to become. And like, yeah. I bet you could, I bet you've already started experiencing that with friends that you like grew up with and stuff that are just like, oh, Augie's like famous now. And like, it's whatever. I'm not even going to reach out because I just assume he's too busy, but it's just like, Yes, yeah. I am, but but like I also like that's 
that I need that. I need yeah. you guys to be that people for me. And yeah, hundred um, percent. And, <clears throat> and sometimes it's tough to be honest because like I will get messages from from people who are so nice and they're like, like you know, telling me how I inspire them and and this and of course I respond to a bunch of them, but there comes a point where like my social media becomes like flooded. Like I can't, I don't, I can't see messages from my friends. And like, there does come a point where you have to say, okay, like there's so much I can do. And as much as, you know, my overall goal is positive and to be helpful, then I'm not a bad person for like not answering a hundred DMS about, you know, what mouthpiece do I use, <laughs> you know, hate, which yeah, is kind of hard for me because, cause I, I do want, like I do want to be reachable and I, and I think for the most part I, I am pretty reachable. It's, it's just, um, the bigger it gets even for Teddy, like the bigger it gets for him. Like he's still sharing a bunch of, I like, man, uh, I'll say it, man, his, his social media, his messages and stuff is a mess. <laughs> it's just all day. Just like, yeah, just all day. Yeah, yeah. Like all day, man. And he's yeah. the guy who like, you know, he's, he's trying to get back to everybody. And man, I, I, I don't know how <laughs> like, I know he was doing it when he was with us too, man. Yeah, just like, it's just, it was damn, crazy, he's got his man. notifications on and stuff, <laughs> uh, man. And he's like actively, <laughs> man, yeah, it's man. Great. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a way of mitigating all that stuff and, and trying to have boundaries with all. Of yeah, of course. Things. And I think, you know, it sounds like you're trying to figure out that balance with yourself right yeah. now too. And I don't know, man, like, there's also there's also a certain kind of way to uh, approach you at the same time, you know, uh-huh. like, it, you know, you get people that just want to fan out for no apparent reason rather than just to get a response from you so that they can like share it on their page and feel like they've done something themselves. Yeah. And so there's like this self-seeking, validating kind of performative aspect to it yeah. in itself. And, and so you have to like learn how to filter that stuff out. And I see that more than 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 ever, man, just being a product of the Alan Stone camp with what I'm doing here is that people will reach out to me and be like, Hey man, like, I love you. You're the best. Here's a video of me singing. So you send this to Alan and I'm like, Whoa, dude, like this is fuck, you know? Like, and and like, and I don't have the, I don't have the, I don't have the kind of like social media ish, like uh, outreach and, 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 and amount of people following me as you guys do. So it's pretty easy for me to, to like sift through all that stuff, but sure. still it's just like, you know, what are people's real intentions? And you want to be kind to everybody. You want to yeah. be good, but, but everybody isn't actually even being kind to you and how they do it. So it's just well, like, yeah, I, I would say for me, like that's kind of the worst part about the social media. So like, I, I need to do the social media. Like I, I, right. it's something that like has become like a part of me and that yeah. I enjoy doing. It's like, let's say I wake up one day and I've done my emails and like, I have time. It's like, this is something I enjoy to do. And this is something that will grow me. But I will say like, so I started social, I started posting on social media in my sophomore year of college. And like, I actively know people who like, I would say hi to in hallways and they would just like walk past me. Like, and I'm the type of guy who like, if I've seen you once or I've spoken to you once, I'm going to say hi. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. like very sociable. Um, who would just walk past me. I know other people who like were like, oh, that's Augie, the social media guy. And they would laugh because like my sophomore year, I had like a thousand followers and I'm posting like incessantly. It's it's like three, four, five posts a week. And I am like pushing and, push and pushing. Yeah. I, I basically had a friend, Tiana O'Hara, who dropped out of the new school and started putting out these videos. And I saw her like 
grow this huge following, go on this massive tour. And I, I was like, you know what, like, why can't I continue school and like try to do that? Um, but I had people who like would make fun of me for it and this and that. And then as soon as there was like a glimpse of like growth and I got to a point, like basically it's gotten worse and worse with like fake people. And, and like, like that same guy who wouldn't say hi to me, that guy now is like, yo, Augie, like so great to see you. Like, and, and for me, there are people like that who I know we're not real and we're not cool. But if I met them right now, I would think, oh, that guy was super cool. He was super nice. So I, the one negative thing I think about the social media is, is people's perception of you is kind of warped. Some, some people it's kind of warped to this person can get me something. And truthfully, like if there's someone like Teddy or there's someone like me, like my friends, like are the people that I want to see, like succeeding and doing incredibly. Like I want to introduce them to all the people that are successful and I want to, you know, help them. I want to do a video with them. I want to help them grow their page. So part, part of them is right where I can help, help them, you know, achieve something. But I hate that because that's, I've had friends in the past where it's like, I've, I've, my other friends who have had for a while have been like, Hey, it seems like they're only friends with you to do videos. And like, it's, it's not really like, they won't hang out with that. That friend won't hang out with all of us. Like they're only hanging out with you. And like, I've had a couple of instances where I'm like, may I, maybe no, like, no, that's not the case. And then like further along the line, I'm like, Oh, I think that is the case. So, um, the one like negative would just be like, if you were walking and you saw Johnny Depp, you would want Johnny Depp to love you period. Like you say, you say one thing you go, Oh, you know, uh, I really like, you know, I, I really like, you know, Florida tomatoes. I really like Florida tomatoes. And Johnny Depp is like, oh, you know, I've never really, you'd be like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not really like my grandma has like the, but, but I don't really love that. Like people switch their opinions to conform to like yeah. how someone is. And, and yeah. I, I don't like that <laughs> so much. Yeah. And you know, it goes back, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier and just having a social awareness yeah. with yourself. And that's not as common as, you know, it should be, unfortunately, yeah. um, you know, and I don't know, like that goes into like the whole conversation of like nature versus nurture. Like where you get, where are you picking up these values for yourself? Where are you like, you know, I used to work in a bar for a long time and I yeah. would see these guys come in like this shitty, like divey sports bar that was like all staffed by women. And I would see these guys come in and like have this approach towards women every single night that was like, yeah. bro, like, what do you, what do you like? Do, do you awful. think that this is going to work? Like, when does this ever <laughs> actually work for you? Yep, yep. Um, and it's just like so many people just don't have the social aptitude to be a regular person. Like for me, when you say like, oh, if you saw Johnny Depp, you'd want to connect with him. Sure. But I would only want to connect with Johnny Depp on like on a working a real, level. Like yeah. I would, like, or like on a real level. Like I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't want to. I, would, I, heard, a, I heard a really cool interview with uh, – Will I am, and he was talking uh -huh. about how when he was a kid, uh, his mom got him tickets to go see Tribe Called Quest, which was yeah. his favorite band. And he was just like, "Oh my god, like this is amazing! This is like the greatest gift." You know, uh -huh. he was like uh, a poor, struggling kid, and he was just like, "This is amazing, mom! Like, thank you so much. This is huge." Uh, he was like, "But I have to, I have to decline. I, I'm not going to take these tickets." And she was huh. like, "What are you talking about? They're your favorite." And he was just like, 
I don't want to. I don't. It was like a VIP thing too. Like we're gonna meet the band. Meet stuff. Them, he was like, yeah. I don't. He was like, I don't want to meet them this way. Like if I'm gonna meet them, I want to meet them like on my terms, like working with them in like a real way yeah. and like and have like a real connection with them. Of course. Well, like, you fast forward like ten years, and he's like they're opening for him. <laughs> you know, it's just like oh, this awesome. whole full circle situation, yeah. and that's such a cool attitude to have. You know, not to be like arrogant or cocky to be like, oh, like they're gonna open for me or I'm gonna meet them on my terms. There's just a way of approaching people and there's a way to communicate with people. And, and again, man, like I feel like that's my only asset in my life. Like I don't consider myself like a talented actor as much as I consider myself. You should. (laughs) Well, it's fine. Like I I can, but I think it's, I think it's rooted in being uh, like uh, authentic and and genuine and kind and like, and, and having uniqueness in my personality, you know, rather than like following following suit and being somebody who just like conforms to like the Florida tomato line. Like, Oh, you don't like that? I don't, I don't, I don't like that either. Yeah. Um, like I, I feel like that too. Cause like I, I have never, like there's a bunch of times where like I disagree with someone on something and it's not like I'm going to shy away from it or something. Yeah. But, but I will also say though, there is something to not being egotistical, but there's also something to saying, Hey, you know, I've worked really hard on this. If someone doesn't like it, that's fine, but there's going to be someone else. Like feeling confident in the work that you've put into something is also, I think, really important. Like I have friends who are looking for restaurant gigs and, you know, they'll go in like, like saying, well, I'm not going to get this like because I'm not, you know, what am I going to offer? And I'm like, no, like for certain gigs and for certain things, you have to like have the mindset of if they say no, then like, wow, that's their loss. Like I'm going to go to the next place and like really show them like you know, I could be an asset. Totally, man. And and I think that takes a certain level of like almost delusion to believe in yourself to that extent, you know? Exactly. Like, yep. Okay. Like I, I know my worth, I know my value mm-hmm. and it, it is your loss. And I think eventually, you know, after you've put in the time and energy with all this stuff, your work just starts to speak for itself and it becomes 100%. undeniable. You know, yeah. I remember, I remember going with Alan out to like coffee shops when he was first starting when we were like 19 years old and yeah. nobody was at the coffee shop besides me. And yeah. I was like out on the streets, like you guys, you have Check to this listen out. to this. You <laughs> fucking idiots. What is going yep. on? Like, listen yep. to this kid. And, uh-huh. and nobody was. And I was just like in there just dancing like a fucking moron. And uh-huh. eventually that like, you know, I like we'd start getting I remember like selling tickets to kids. I remember like I had a conversion van that I would drive uh-huh. around and I remember selling tickets to this one kid. Shout out Cameron Hankey. I'll never Cameron forget. Hankey. We were literally 19 years old. And he uh-huh. was like, bro, I'm going to buy seven tickets. And they were like seven dollar, like, you know, little tiny wow. like, bar tickets. And $49. I remember being like, <laughs> boom. Like, oh, my God. God, you're going to buy seven tickets. This is crazy. And eventually over time, after like little by little incrementally, I remember being outside of a venue in Seattle, you know, we're like 22 years old Uh and the venue has a line around the block and this is like a 500 cap room. And we're like, bro, we didn't do anything to like bring any of these people here. Like these people are just here because they want to see you. This is fucking crazy. And, you know, it's a testament to just the work speaking for itself. Of and, and, and I think that's, that's inevitable if, if you just keep your head down and like keep 
grinding away with it and like not yeah. not giving in to the peer pressures of people being like, oh my god, look at fucking Augie thing yeah. every single day. What a dork. Because eventually yep. those guys are gonna turn around and be like, Yeah, yo, Augie, dude, what's up, bro? Can you give me a Teddy <laughs> Swims autograph? <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you, dude. And you don't want to say fuck you, but you're just like I know. I In my head, I'm like, you. I know how you were. But yeah. hey, I will say another thing. It's also it's a testament to the work and it's also a testament to the friends. Because yeah. someone like you who um, has always believed in someone like Alan or, 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 you know, and has pushed, Hey, come on. Like, what, what are you guys doing? Like that is worth the world because that reassures, I'm sure that reassured Alan that like, you know what, like there is, even if there's one person who's believing in what you're doing, like, like one of my friends has been going through a rough time where they're, they're like, man, I don't know if I can get any gigs and I just graduated and I, and I need to, I need this to work, but like, I don't think it's going to, and I'm like, dude, you are the most talented person I know. Like if there's anyone who's going to make it work, it's you, you have to like, just try doing this and this and this. And yeah. like, that is the biggest thing for me. That's helped me is like people believing in me. It's like my friends who are like, yeah, that's great. My mom, my grandparents, like yeah. those people are the ones who encourage me to keep going and encourage me to um, keep working on stuff beyond, you know, people who come along the way, um, who also, of course, encourage, I, 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 um, that's an incredible story. I mean, from, from, I I remember in 2000, I want to say 2014 or 2015, my friend, uh, Leanne showed me, uh, a video of Alan Stone. And I just remember from that moment forward, just being like, like adding on to that journey of like what you're saying. So like in me, like I saw that first video and I was like, I have to show everyone. Yeah. I have to show everyone because this is like insane. I've never heard someone who can like deliver lyrics that he's written. First of all, that he's written so yeah. well. And his um, his diction of how he says words and how he and how he delivers that. Like I, I was just like enthralled and like I got to show this to everybody I know. And yeah. the crazy thing is that starts from you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. Yes. No, I mean, like the kid, the kid is like inherently gifted. Right. And there's no way that like, I don't take any of the, I don't take or will never take any of those, those credits, you know, but at the same time, like, I I think you're right. It is a testament to the friendship and to like, I just like at that point in my life, Mm -hmm. there was just like, I I had interests of my own. Like I was even like doing music myself and like trying yeah, to of kind of like entertain certain things that I would want to do. I just like, it became, it almost became like a hobby to me to be like, to getting people to listen. It was just, yeah. like, I remember like moving to New York and getting like going to parties and being like, have you guys heard of Alan Stone? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, Oh sweet. Well, let me put it on. And like, cause it's an undeniable thing, you know? Oh yeah. It's and like, and I think, I think, you know, you're right. I think like having people in your camp like that, are really, Mm -hmm. really important. And sometimes, you know, I get in my own head about just like, oh, I'm like a product of the Alan Stone camp. But fuck that, dude. He's a product of mine. (laughs) You know, exactly. Yeah. We we both, we both, and and it's not even to say that. It's just like we're, we are, are, you're both your own people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like that's, that's the best way to, to build something. And it sounds like you have like a really solid core group of people in your community that have done the same for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, I, man. Like when you have, you know, when you can see something that's, that's, that's like special, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can like tap into it. And then hopefully those people that have that special thing that, that they're supporting will like 
come back and pay it forward to you for like doing those things. And then also help you kind of amplify your own creative voice and realize like, Oh, because through Alan, I've learned so much, man. Like as I'm sure you're learning through Teddy and, and, you know, through the other people that you're getting to work with that are like on this different platform, Uh because, you know, you get to see like the, the intricacies of the decisions they're making in this world that you're invested in. And so you're like, okay, cool. Like that was like a smart decision or wow, that was like a really bad decision because you're getting to experience that with them. And I think, you know, having Alan be at the forefront of his career as I've been like, not necessarily following behind, I've just been like, I've been doing my own thing, but, but having him so accessible to me, Uh I've been able to really like construct my own, point of view about how I want to do this through his approach to doing it. Cause it just like, you just adopt certain uh, qualities of a person and him and I have spent so much time together that it just like, it just get, gets put on you. And, Definitely. and I'm so, I'm forever grateful for that, man. And, and forever grateful for like the, the, the artists that I get to meet through this relationship. And, yeah. you know, I just have to recognize at this point that it's not like, I'm not just getting to do it because of him, you know, no, I think that's like, gone in that direction for a while and it's just uh you know and i'm sure you have friends too man that are going to come up at some point you're going to be like oh my god dude like and they're going to be like you you did this for me you know and they're going to and and they're going to be like well you did this for me and it's going to be like oh we just did this for each other and like Like, this is what happened yeah it's the 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 biggest thing that people have to understand is that uh, again relating it back to my friend like he'll get a follower on instagram and then sometimes what he'll do is he'll check to see He's like, oh, do they follow you? Um, and I'm like, dude, like, what does it matter if they follow? Like, he'll be like, like, man, this doesn't count. Like, I feel like I haven't earned a follower. I'm like, why? If, 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 if you, and I always try to pull it back. I'm like, dude, if you checked out someone's page and their content wasn't exciting and you didn't like it, you wouldn't follow them, right? He's like, yeah, but I feel like I didn't earn. I'm like, no, you earned that. And the odds of someone following a trumpet player and a saxophone player and a trombone player. And a, of course we're all in the same family. So it's like, you have to just be like, you know what? I deserve what I've earned. And um, of course people will help you along the way, but no one will, no one will invest in somebody or um, put time into somebody that's not investing time into themselves. So like if you're working really hard on something, you've earned you know, the opportunities you have. Um, there's no way in hell that I'm going to promote anyone or try to help someone that A, isn't there for me as a friend and B, doesn't have, like I'm not going to falsely say that this is the best person at this who is not. You know, if, if, I'm, telling, if I'm telling people that you're the best, it's because you've earned, you've worked so hard that you are what I consider to be the best at something. So um, I think that, you just have to own that and say, Hey, I have this opportunity because, you know, I work hard and it's not just, Oh, well, uh, I'm picking backing on this. It's like, no, well, the only reason that I'm, it's just exposing more people to how incredible you are. Um, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't be there if you weren't, you know, if I was wrong, they would say, Oh, you know, this, he thinks that this person's good. That's ridiculous. And just leave. Right. That's it. <laughs> totally, man. So. Well, it's interesting too. And I'm interested about what your, what your uh, thoughts are on this because I used to be guilty of doing this as well. And yeah. I would kind of like reduce 
certain people that I knew who were like exceptionally talented and good. I have a friend who plays professional baseball and then I have yeah. like Alan and then I have another like professional uh, sports player friend Yeah, of course. and, and just certain friends that have like come up because like they were incredible from like the, the before they could even remember. Yeah. And I used to like reduce it to being like, well, you're just inherently gifted and completely disregard the work ethic that went yeah. into like all of the days that they continue to practice and practice. And I wonder like, does, d- does that like bother you? Do you get that in, in, in question sometimes if you're just inherently gifted, like you've been playing since you were so young, like you just had it, you just <laughs> had it. Like, but that just like is reductive and it doesn't really account for all the hard work you put in. Cause it sounds like you've been yeah. fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've like, I've put a ton and ton, a ton of time, like, into this and like i am extremely extremely lucky to have lucky to have a really supportive family who like saw something within me at a young age and said you know what like like this is what he wants to do let's let's they invested time and money and and i am forever grateful to have that privilege of like my grandparents being able to afford you know some private lessons and and not only being able to afford it, but like showing up to every concert I did, you yeah. know, telling me, you know, you want to go to college for that. That's what, that's what you should do. Um, I had some family members who were like, well, you know, and, and, and like a lot of people would be like, you know, oh, so, so like, what are you going to do? Like after college, almost like it's like this, like impending doom, you know, you have four years of fun and then like you're, you're totally screwed. And, and those, again, those people motivated me. Like those are the same people who are like coming to the concert that we did at a stadium. And it's like reassuring to me to be like, see, like if it, basically I, I think with any career. So people say music is such a hard career and I'm sure acting is, it, it, it's the same way. Yeah. Um, but people think it's so it's such a hard career to get into. But I will say this, like if you go to school to be a manager or a lawyer, there are companies you can apply to and there are businesses that are established that you can present your resume and start. When you're going to be an artist or musician or actor, you are that business and you are starting from the bottom. And you have to basically prove to everyone that your business is this incredible thing that should be seen and should be. And that becomes tricky because let's say you don't go to school for music and you go to school for whatever business management and you start up a business. If that business fails, the business failed. As an artist, it's tough because you are your business and sometimes you put a ton of effort into something, you put a bunch of energy and mentally, you know, maybe that business, maybe that project fails. It's like, I feel like I failed, you know, it's, it's, it's a deeper part of me that, that, that feels like I failed, but it's also my entire life. There's people with multiple businesses all over the place. And like, I need, this is something I need to do. And this is something that is kind of everything to me. So I, I need, I need it to work out. Um, yeah. Which is which is a good flame to have, I guess. Um, well, but it can be yeah. tricky. At <laughs> yeah, it goes both ways, man. Yeah, I, I, it resonates strongly with me, man, because there's a need within me to like get to get them out to do these things. And, yeah. Um, and and that is both as equally inspiring as it is terrifying. hundred percent. You, you know, hundred percent accountable to that thing, and if you're not doing it, um, you don't really get it. And, yeah. and it's easy to look from the outside in being like, oh, Augie, are you like, you're, you're still playing saxophone, right? Yeah. Oh, Julian, you're still acting. It's just like, yeah. 
yeah, uh, you have no idea like the work much? amount is that's going into all of these things that I'm doing. Like I don't, I don't personally talk about like there's a lot of just like silent work that goes unnoticed that I'm just of like course. I don't need to be like sharing every single step of the way. No, um, of course, but it's you know it, the inspiring part is is awesome. The terrifying part, man, is 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 just inevitable and that's just like yeah. part of, it's like a rite of passage it's part of the process and, yeah. and you have to really like uh find comfort in your discomfort and and be okay with that and and god man yeah. i'm like i'm so uh kind of inspired and and impressed by you having the wherewithal to figure that out already at this point in your life <laughs> thank um, you well, it's it's so cool man it, it's something that like over time i've realized it's because it's like people i have a lot of friends who are like they're working at banks now and they're like there was already something there that that was kind of waiting for them and it's like for me when i started college i was like all right there's nothing waiting for me i have to make things that are going to be waiting like i have to basically show everyone what i'm about and like i'm hoping to god that they will like that and um thankfully i've been able to find like my kind of niche in areas and like continue to grow that but again the terrifying part of it i also see as kind of a motivating factor of like i've put out songs that like i thought were like that i was super proud of like i have a song trapped that i like wrote during the pandemic and i was like this is relatable and i was proud of the production proud of all this and like it didn't do too great and i was like man like what was wrong with it did i promote it wrong is the song not good is is my writing not good it makes you question everything but um but that pushes me to be like, okay, what do I try differently? And what might have worked? What elements of this like could have been better? And why, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's a constant like, which I, I personally, I feel like I need, I need like constant like things to do. Like I, I, I'm the guy who like, I'll be like, we did this tour for example. And like, I had the time of my life, but also I know on that tour, I was like, man, I'm only sleeping like four hours and like, Maybe I need a break and like I get home. Yeah, I get home for a break and then I'm like laying in bed like I need to do something. Like why am I just like, fine, I need to get up and go. Like what? why am I doing? Like I I finally have some time where I could do something for my like for like I could write some music or put out and I'm not doing it. Like why am I not doing that? Like and then I get into like this polar opposite of like from like, man, this is. I, I can't sleep at all. There's no time for me. And then as soon as I get home and there's time for me, I'm like, man, I need to be doing all this stuff because I can't yeah. just be doing nothing. <laughs> that's uh, that's <laughs> a symptom of this uh, society yeah. we live in, man. And, yep. and, you know, more so for, I don't know, I can only speak to being an artist because that's what I am too, but I get it, man. And it's, it's a challenge, but, you know, hopefully you're just forever trying to find that balance within that, that approach to doing things. And yeah, I don't know, man, like take it from somebody who's, you know, uh, uh, quite a bit older than you. Like I just find, find time to like really give yourself those breaks. Yeah. It's hard when you love what you do. It's like, well, why, I would, I want to take it to, why would I want to take a break from like doing something uh -huh. that really genuinely makes me happy? Like a break doesn't make me happy, yeah. but, but it makes you more effective. I think, you know, in a lot of ways when you're able to actually like pull yourself away from it, just to get back to it. You're right. It's like, you're right. you know, you're supplementing your energy so that you can like go back out and, and kill it that much harder. You're right. Um, I've just, I've, I've always found that like, I struggle now with that because this is something that I've always done and I've always like loved to do. And it's like now 
presenting it to people as like, this is something that is worthy of money and worthy of like supporting me. Sometimes it's tough. It's like the line can be blurred between like artistry and like job, you know, like there's, uh, I do play weddings. Uh, I play a lot of weddings and it's like, I know that the people have a lot of fun and they enjoy it. But like, I know for me, like musically, it's, you know, it's, I'm going to make some right. money right. and I'm going to play for a couple of, like, I don't want You're not creatively fulfilled by going. And yeah. Them. Like it, it's for me, it's like someone who's working like a nine to five who doesn't enjoy it, but like, you know, they got to do it. So like for me playing with Teddy is like the most fulfilling thing I've ever done, but I also like have to put out some of my own music. And for a lot of people it's like, what do I have to do? Like, money wise to support myself and then the best gigs are the ones that are supporting you and you are having the time of your life so like this tour that i did with teddy is like literally a dream come true it's 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 i'm paying my bills doing something that like for real i'm getting paid to do this yeah i'm traveling the country like hanging out with like all my best friends this is like a joke to me (laughs) for real I i know so that's um, the thing, man. Like the, our our business is pretty inconsistent, so you really oh, have yeah. to look at those moments when you're having them, and just mm-hmm. with such appreciation, and yeah. and know that you know you'll when you get back home and back to not being on that yeah. high space, like mm-hmm. that you're just gonna put in the work and fuck, man, do the wedding. Uh, yep, exactly. You know, I got a wedding on the, Saturday. You know, do the bartending <laughs> gigs for me if I have to. You know, do yeah. like whatever, whatever it is, man. Like swallow your pride and go do it until you don't have to anymore. And then eventually exactly. you're going to be like, oh yeah, man, remember those days? I kind of actually miss them. You know, uh huh, exactly. And then you're going to be like, oh yeah, those were fun, man. Because you get farther, man. And exactly. just from what I've seen, man, you know, you 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 get a different perspective on it, and and the stresses become equal, if not the same or more. And yeah, you, know, you just have a different a different bag of weights to carry up the hill with you. hundred percent. So hundred percent. It sounds like you got a great perspective, man. I'm, I'm, I, I, I've only known you for an hour and 15 minutes. But, <laughs> yeah. but I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud uh, thank of you, you so much, man. Same to you. It's like, it, it's, it's having the mindset that you do is the right mindset. It's like, Hey, I'm putting my life into this. This is something I need to do. And I am my own person who can carve that path and keep pushing forward because that is undeniable. If you go somewhere and you were like, Hey, I put my entire life into this and you show that then who can, you know, who can say otherwise. And if they do, then they're just, I would say they're missing out on what you offer. And, and then that's, that's fine. You know, they kind of see it as they are missing out on, you know, what, what I've put my life into. Um, totally, man. I think this yeah. whole uh, entire podcast has been kind of like a blueprint for trying to like get there. But I think I still yeah. am interested in like what you would, you know, maybe impart. Cause you're a pretty young kid yourself. You got out of college. Yeah. You're kind of like you're, you're on track for yourself. You're doing what you, what you love doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what would you, what would you hope to like impart on some of these kids that are like underclassmen that are coming out of college right now? If you, if you could. Yeah. So the, my, biggest piece of inspiration that I've always said is people's entire time at school is spent practicing, right? People will practice for hours, six, seven hours, just practicing, practicing, practicing. And my biggest piece of advice is however much time you put into practicing, put the same amount of time into showing people that you practiced. So Mm -hmm. like if you're incredible and the best and you know, you're just playing to a metronome in your room all day, like if you're going to spend an hour practicing, spend an hour making a piece of content, like showing that like, Hey, I've gotten better at this. And like go to a jam session, play in front of a bunch of people. 
if you're uncomfortable doing specific things that you feel are necessary in your career, push yourself to go do that because you have to show people what you do. You know, you have to go out there and you being the best at something isn't enough, I feel like, these days anymore. So, of course, be the very best at what you can do, but also don't wait until you feel like you are this perfectly sculpted Greek god to show people that like you're working hard because you'll, you will never be that person. I still don't feel like I am where I should be. But if I had that mindset of like, I, I won't, I'm, I'm not good enough now, I wouldn't have shown people at least what I have now and what I'm working towards. It's, it's a portfolio of this is what I was three years ago and this is all the things I can do. So I would just say, get out to jam sessions, try posting on social media and have fun. Like maybe practice you know, you're practicing an hour of those scales, make sure you find that hour in the day to say, you know what, I just want to play over this. I just want to play over this funk track. I just want to like, don't let practicing be this monotonous, awful thing where it's like, I have to do this task. And then I, um, and then, you know, I, I didn't enjoy it. Like make sure that you keep the fun in, uh, whatever you're working on, because that's, what's going to motivate you the next day to pick up your horn again. And, or, pick up whatever artistry whatever you do it's going to motivate you to do it again tomorrow so yeah i love that man don't wait don't, don't wait, wait. Just, it's never going to be where you want it never to be. just put it out exactly it happen. Yep. that's awesome that's something that i can certainly yeah with me myself, and it's tough <laughs> it's tough because i had i had there's so many times where i have been like no it's not ready it's not ready i can't do it and and then like there's something within me that's like just stop and just do it and yeah. that is like made, I feel like I've kind of built my career on that. Just like, just do it, like work and post it. And if it happens, yeah. great. If not, get just post something else. Just keep trying, keep trying. Totally, man. Well, you've inspired me, man. Oh, I'm going to try to do, I'm going to try to uh, implement that more into my, uh, the practice that I'm doing currently. Awesome, man. I mean, make that happen. Yeah, dude. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, cheering you along i'm i'm now what you said you were for oh, alan cool, at 19 so <laughs> yeah, yeah. when you're when you're pushing for stuff i send it my way and all that I, i'm i'm gonna be following and, and yeah that's awesome dude i appreciate that it's, it's of course it's, uh, it's such an important thing to do man to not be like precious with your art no i think you know that like it has like, to be just just let yeah. it just let it do its thing and if it's of good, course if it's good people are going to resonate with it and gravitate towards you and and if it's not, then you're going to just, if you care enough, you're going to just keep practicing to get better. Exactly. You're going to learn from that. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's music I've put out where I've sent it to some of like some people that I've really respected musically. And because I put it out and sent it to them asking for their opinion on it, I've gotten tons of constructive criticism that's helped me out. And the next project is better, but like there needs to be a first project of like, this is what I am. Like, like, what do you think? Because um, that that'll just allow you to keep growing. Um, totally, man. So, well, you, my friend, <laughs> are a goddamn inspiration. <laughs> I see no, big things for you, you man. my man. Big things for you. It's thank so you cool, so man. Much. It's so great to talk to you. I'm, I am. I want to uh, let the listeners figure out how they can flood your inbox and of uh, course. You know, give you <laughs> tell you tell you all the things they like about you. So tell of them course. where they can find you. So you could find me on Instagram. It's at A-U-G-I-E underscore 
B-E-L-L-O. So Augie Bello. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter recently. I just tweet like things I'm angry about. Uh, <laughs> and Take then a like of whiskey and just fucking get pissed. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then uh, I so I started doing. So if you really want to see like a behind the scenes look at uh, the tour with Teddy, I've I've started doing a vlog. Um, nice. So every Wednesday at 5 p.m. I'm posting on my YouTube channel, Augie Bello, uh, which just is for each show. So like I just posted the vlog from Fenway Park and it just shows you what it's like to be a touring musician, like the fun parts, the not so fun parts and like what it's like, you know, to, to, to be doing something like that. So if you want to check that out, awesome. that'd be really cool. I'm going to check that shit out. Yeah. Awesome. Be awesome. You filmed it all? Yeah. Yeah, I filmed it all. My friend cool, Scotty Madonia uh, edited it for me. So That's shout out awesome, to him. Dude. Yeah. You're a legend, doggy. I'm a. Uh, thank you I'm, so much, Julian. I'm, I'm super grateful to have gotten to chat with you, man. This is no. Thank you for having me. I appreciate course, it, man. Let's get you on uh, the musical that Alan and I are making right now, man. Hey, it's coming in. Let's do it. Let's let's put a sax solo somewhere. <laughs> Dude, we you know, we just need you to fucking show up with that pretty boy face man and just come fucking get into acting bro get into acting expand your talent dude dude. i would love to get into acting i I did some acting in high school and man i love like because i love comedy and like the sketches that you guys do were like incredible so like it's the the absolute greatest thing we've ever done with ourselves oh my god teddy was teddy was just like bro i'm like a musical theater kid man like Uh uh-huh i I mean he was like looking at his script just like making decisions and stuff and it was yeah man i love this shit man this oh is no so it's good. the best it's the best uh, yeah well so hey good. man count me in i'm i'm there for it <laughs> uh, you're you're counted man awesome Augie. thanks so much man it's of great course thank you. you so much for having me julian all right brother Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire Live at the Lodge family. Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash live at the lodge.